0: Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash hour.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis.
0: And I'm Sarah Powers. And you're about to hear a classic episode from way back in the Mom Hour's early archives.
1: Throughout the month of July, we're republishing some of our favorite episodes from the early days of the show. Turns out we've changed quite a bit over the last eight years. But the challenges moms face, well, a lot of them are pretty timeless.
0: So enjoy this encore presentation. Oh, and you'll notice that even our intro is vintage. And then check back on Friday this week for a brand new episode featuring two moms from our contributor team chatting about this same topic.
1: Can't wait. On to the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 86 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. And today we're talking about something that can be pretty challenging to do, especially when you have multiple children, and that is spend one-on-one time with those children. Um, I know that's been a challenge for me as a mom of five. I'm sure Sarah as a mom of three.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. And it's also important. And it also changes over time. I'm sure. I'm very much looking forward to hearing um, how this works in your house with older kids. But yeah, yeah, so we're going to spend today talking about how and why and some practical tips for making one-on-one time work um, when you want to spend one-on-one time with your kids. And I hope that we will also remove some of the guilt because that's one of our favorite things to do with you guys, listeners. (laughs) Um, Because like like a lot of these parenting topics, um, sometimes expert recommendations can turn into feeling like we're not doing things right or enough. So hopefully we can... Um, dispel some of that as well while giving you guys ideas for how to actually do it. Absolutely. So I thought we could first kind of talk about big picture, why we try to spend one-on-one time with our kids. And as I was thinking about this, this is oversimplifying a lot, but I was thinking... There's kind of two ways to go with this when they're little and when they're big, when when our kids are really little, we don't necessarily need to spend a lot more time with them. We're often around them a lot. So it can feel like I'm already this child is already attached to me 24 seven or or if I'm working outside the home from the moment that I get home till bedtime. So why on earth would I want to try to add you know, one-on-one time to what's already a very kind of bonded relationship. So when they're little, I almost think that the reason is a little different than when they get older. When they get older, they aren't around you all the time. No, and you need it a different way, yeah. Yeah, you need it to kind of continue to build that relationship. But um, the the reasons that stand out for me about why to make a little one-on-one time for our littler kids is I think it really can... If you do it proactively, it can really um, lessen or um, help with some behavior issues like sibling rivalry, separation anxiety, just acting out in general, yep. all kinds of undesirable little kid behaviors. Um and the problem is, of course, that once those behaviors are you're in a really nasty pattern of them, which all of our kids it happens to all of us in our families, um, then spending one on one time isn't super yes. isn't fun. fun. yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, you just punched the baby in the face. Let's go cuddle together. Right, and exactly. like, even, you know, even if that may actually be what that child needs, it doesn't feel f- Fun. It doesn't. Right. It feels not not what you want to do at that moment as a mom. Whereas if you are able to do it proactively, little by little, few minutes a day, um, then you're sort of filling their bucket, to use a overused cliche phrase. Yeah. Um, and it, I really think it can um, just help with some of those really common behaviors. So that's oh. a very different thing than I'm sure what some of what you're going to talk about, Megan, which is you you don't you literally need to see your kids more cuz they're right. out of the house and they're busy with their activities. So I just yeah. thought that was kind of an interesting distinction. I don't know if you have any thoughts. Well, on, you know, I
1: I think it's funny when you, what you just said about like why would I do that? I remember I really remember very clearly sitting like on a chair, on my couch or whatever with a an holding a newborn probably breastfeeding cuz let's be honest, what else did I do back then? Right. Um and with a 2-year-old climbing on me and reading a parenting book, I think that was talking about quality time and i remember rolling my eyes and being like (laughs) i'm sorry first of all where am i supposed to find this like supposed quality time and secondly uh, i'm just with them so much (laughs) yeah like where where, i mean can't i just and and at that point i think what i was trying to do is like eek as much quality as i could out of the quantity and um this was early on and what i hadn't yet realized is that sometimes like you said you have to be proactive like Sometimes it means removing one child from the situation entirely so that Mm -hmm. you can enjoy the other one more. And that Mm -hmm. takes proactivity. It also takes sometimes like it can feel kind of guilty if that if the one you're doing that to is the baby. I remember going through that as well. Like, how does it feel to purposely hand the newborn over so that you can right. go do something with your toddler. Um, right. Even though that means you have a better relationship with your toddler. And, and sometimes that's like hard to do, strangely, yeah. but it yeah. is. And it, you enjoy So not only do they, some of those behaviors get a little bit, you know, you can kind of proactively nip them in the bud or maybe just make it less likely that they'll happen. But then you just enjoy, you get a chance to enjoy yes. your kid again, maybe who you haven't enjoyed so much because they keep waking the baby up and, um, you know, begging for candy or whatever it is that they're doing that's that's just too much like too much to add yeah when you take away one child and the one that's left suddenly becomes like cuter and more charming and calmer and you know it's like you see all those good qualities again which then feeds your ability to be a little more patient with them back when you're back
0: in the chaos so it's such a cycle yeah absolutely Um, and then yeah, and then and then why why with the bigger kids? I want you to kind
1: of answer. Oh what yeah, well because <laughs> because they won't necessarily come to you, and that's something that took me a while. It happens so gradually; you won't even know it's happening. Like mm-hmm. one day they're coming in and begging to sleep in your bed or whatever. They're you know hanging around you, um, they want to be on you all the time, and then suddenly you realize it's been a couple of days since they've done that, and then one day you're like, "Have I even seen my kid today?" I remember clearly. <laughs> like the first time I realized I wasn't sure I had seen my oldest kid Mm -hmm. in a whole day because Mm -hmm. he was a teenager and doing his own thing. And I was busy with the other kids and busy doing my own thing. And it was like, it got to be bedtime and I thought, well, what's Jacob up to? And I asked John and he said, Oh, well, I don't know. He's in his room doing homework or whatever. And I was like, I, I don't think I saw him today. I don't. (laughs) And By this time I'm in bed already and it's like late and I'm not going to go wake him up, but it was kind of that weird that weird sense and it happens slowly and you have to be a lot more, you know, when they're little, they want to be on you, but you have to be proactive about removing distractions. And when right. they get older, you just have to be proactive about even laying eyes on them because yeah. they'll, they'll just kind of, it's not that they don't want to see you. It's just, they just, they have other priorities. Um, yeah. And, and they're supposed to. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. And I, and yeah. so I kind of realize it's on me and they're not going to always want to see me necessarily. And they're not going to make that. huge focus for themselves. But if I want to like, see if I want to really know them and, and know what they're doing and what they're up to and like, enjoy them as right. The really cool thing about having bigger kids is you can enjoy them in a totally different way. Yes. But first you have to get in front of them a little bit.
0: So, well, and, and I would think that both, I think this is true uh, for all of the ages, but some of it is we're all just creatures of habit. So anytime we're talking about something that we want to do over time, the more often we do it, the more we remove the obstacles and not make it a big deal. And I'm thinking, especially of our older kids. Um, if if there's some, if there's some expectation that every once in a while I get time with mom, or we go out to lunch, or we, you know, do a date, um, then it won't be so weird when it's been three years. And you're like, Hey, (laughs) want to hang out. (laughs) Yeah. So um, just the practice of, you know, checking in with ourselves. Yes,
1: because it can get awkward. You know, when you if you go too long without connecting, it's much harder. And I don't want to say all is lost. There's definitely been times when I've been disconnected with one of my kids or another not always even the oldest ones sometimes there's one who's going through like a grumpy phase or you know or like one of a really challenging thing that i've encountered with the middle aged kids not even necessarily the oldest ones but the ones like 12 13 14 is they become so friend focused that they can end up just kind of with their friends all the time or Mm -hmm. um and you don't always see it happening and then suddenly it's like whoa wait i I don't now i have to work hard it's gonna be awkward for us to you know, kind of get back together in that way and you can do it. It just, it just, you know, if you proactively stay on top of it, it's just easier. Right. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious.
0: That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. Well, let's kind of move into some, some of the tips for how to make this happen and also what to do if you are, you know, wanting to spend more one-on-one time. And I thought I would start with the little ones. Yeah. Um, so here's something that I don't like and that never worked for me. Fun. <laughs> you hate fun. Yeah. Oh, I don't like fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys know that. Um, so what I never wanted to do was spend quality time with my toddler or my preschooler while the baby was napping. And I just want to come out and say that because oh, no, I think like, that's
1: totally fair.
0: Like that, like some of the other things we've talked about, reading aloud and these other things that we're supposed to enjoy doing with our kids. Um, for me, nap time, and you guys know, I was always I, I made a point to be regular about nap schedules because I enjoyed that break from my baby. So if I had a toddler or a preschooler who wasn't napping, the nap to me was usually work time. Um, so if I was working part time or just me time, so I always kind of felt that twinge of guilt, like because I felt like in the articles and the parenting books that was the suggestion when the baby's sleeping that's your special time with your toddler preschooler and that was not the time that i felt like i wanted to have another kid all over me yeah so i'm just throwing that out there because it doesn't have to look any one way um and I think there's other ways to find time um, with a so if we're talking about a, li- a little one and especially if there's siblings in the picture. Um, I think one of my tips would be to know your child's personality and think about like w- when your child is most themselves most relaxed and most happy i'm thinking of two of my kids reed in the middle is a homebody like me and he loves to do things at home still he's six and a half um, play games do his legos so if i were wanting to spend some one-on-one time with him and this would go back even to when he was two and three years old i would have probably met him on his turf and done what you know done something with him that he wanted to do at home. Violet is super, super active and craves a lot of stimulus. So she likes to be out and about. She likes to be busy and active. So for her special time, one-on-one at home would not work well. So that's, I guess my first tip is to kind of know the personality of your child and, and think of something you can do together that is where they're most naturally inclined. So if you have a super active rowdy kid, envisioning
1: special time reading a book cuddled up on the couch yes. just might be a recipe for disaster. And for so. that kid, you know, special time might be like you chasing them around the playground or something yeah. like, or, you know, watching them. It might just yeah. be that whole watch me like how many people who have more than one kid and has the one that's the daredevil yeah. has felt the guilt or the conflict of that kid always, you know, look at me, look at me, watch me do this, yes. watch me do that. And you've really got to keep an eye on the other one, or like you really would like to read your book at some point, right? So yes. sometimes that has huge value. It doesn't, you don't have to be doing anything sometimes. Sometimes you just have to be paying attention. Well, I think you're watching. Yes,
0: exactly. And that what you just hit on, which is this kind of special, quote unquote, special time or one on one time, may be the thing that they're already doing, It's but it's the thing that you, have not set aside everything else to do with them. Right. And you know, as much as we joke about you and I don't love playing in the traditional way or playing make believe or doing some of these quote unquote fun things. When I'm talking about this kind of special time, that's when I am setting aside my own priorities. And for that 10 or 15 minutes or a half an hour or that one park outing, I am trying my best to make it about what they want to do. Because I do think that that's where the connection happens. And they, you know, they especially if there's a lot of kids, they're used to kind of being one of many. So right. if it. If, yeah. So. For this one-on-one time, I am sort of trying to set aside my own, you know, desire not to play Pokemon or whatever yeah. it is.
1: <laughs> well, and another thing is, I think if you, I think it's easier sometimes when you keep your eyes open for totally random opportunities, mm-hmm. um, like something that's popped in my head is a few years ago, actually, Owen must have been maybe Clara's age-ish, and we had that, you know, this plastic, there's like a game with like a plastic wiffle ball, and then there's these two things with handles, and it's based mm-hmm. on some Latin American game I can't think of what it's called yeah you right. kind of
0: catch it and like, catch it and
1: then you toss yes. it we got mm-hmm. I bought one of those for like five bucks because we were having a party and just for the kids to have something to do and then Owen became like obsessed mm-hmm. and I remember for one whole summer he and I were outside playing that game like I don't know at least an hour a day and the nice thing is I'm terrible like at playing catch I always throw it too hard or I don't catch it I duck out of the way or you know and like a lot of the things that he wanted to he's a very active kid and he's very very focused a lot of the things that he mm-hmm. wanted to do I just wasn't really very good at and so yeah. it was hard for me to get into it that game I was great at it and it was mm-hmm. kind of like you, you didn't have to have a lot of skill you I don't want to say zone out like I wasn't present but I could just right. kind of get in the rhythm of yeah. tossing it and then we could talk or right. you know have like a little rapport going and it was it's not like I went out of my way and thought, you know, what would be a great activity, like a mom son bonding activity for Owen and I. This little plastic game. I didn't think right. that, but there was an opportunity and I kind of jumped on it. Um, and there's been other stuff like that where it's like a kid gets really into something and so- it's something I I can jump into with them and it's it's easy and so I just do, you know. And yeah. sometimes that stuff doesn't last. Like the next summer he wasn't interested in that game anymore, but I can still like that's a nice memory and those are like yeah. many hours we logged. Um, doing that which another thing that reminds that makes me think of is that it's not always even and i think we yeah. talk about we've talked about this about a lot of things whether it's food mm-hmm. or you know taking it like doing stuff for yourself or whatever it's not like every day i'm gonna get up and say i'm going to spend 15 minutes with each of my kids individually today sometimes right i'm spending a lot of time with one kid for like weeks and then they become like less interested in that and then they kind of do and move into something else. And then I'm a little bit more focused on something with one of the other kids. And I think that's okay too. Like sometimes you just naturally end up with one kid or the other more for a little while. And I I'd rather embrace it and feel really good about it than feel guilty or distracted because I'm not spending as much time with one of the other ones.
0: Totally, totally agree. And the other thing you said, too, that I want to comment on is you noticed that that game was kind of a bonding activity for you and Owen. And once you noticed, it became a priority for you, which means you probably cared a little bit more. You were a little intentional about not being distracted or staying right. out for the extra 10 minutes. So, um, you know, we put all this pressure on ourselves. Don't be on my phone too much. Don't be distracted around my kids. Be present in every moment. Be present, um, which is good to have those ideals. But I ki- I like the way you kind of followed what was happening naturally. And then once you realize that, this, that bonding was happening, <laughs> connection was happening, <laughs> yes. then you sort of like establish that as a priority as opposed to the the other way around like you yeah. said waking up and dividing the day equally between five kids which
1: well, just it, it doesn't work and it can start to feel kind of forced you know And yeah. i mean we mm-hmm. you know it's parenting is a relationship and it goes both ways and even though i'm more you know i am the one obviously responsible to set the tone and like to do things for my kids and they're not responsible to do things for me you want to get a reward out of it and it's mm-hmm. really hard to engage in something when it's just just pure obligation. And purely just because somebody said I had to, and mm-hmm. this is the time i 've set aside it 's so much better sometimes when you can jump on something that you feel really good about and that you get a reward out of along with your child, so yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no, I love that. It reminded me um, a little bit just of following the natural what 's happening naturally and then embracing that um, Reed and Brian, so Brian. And Reed, every morning when Brian gets ready for the day, Reed follows him up there and gets his school clothes and they get ready together in our where our bathroom's kind of like oh, big cute. bathroom. Yeah. Closet. It's very cute. And Reed is um, he requires a lot of talking like he likes yeah. to talk about the things he's interested in. And obviously, Brian's the parent who's out of the house most of the day. So he sort of like latches on and it can be. Annoying and kind of overwhelming if all five of us are together because he often won't read, won't engage in like group conversation. He'll just wait (laughs) till the natural pause and then pounce on you with whatever he wants to talk about. So right. it's perfect. It's perfect for them and it's their special time. And it fits right into the rest of our morning routine. And it's a good 15, 20 minutes. I mean, Brian, you know, he showers, shaves, gets ready for the day and Reed brings his clothes in there and um, and they just talk. So I think, again, just going back to what you said about paying attention to kind of the family's routine and the rhythm in the day. And then from there being intentional about, like Brian probably wouldn't check his email or, you know, try to multitask during that time unless he really had to, because that sort of developed into their special time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Just sort of paying attention to what's happening anyway, and then jumping on the opportunities to connect in a more intentional way.
1: Yeah. And I bet that's something that they'll both remember for, you know, forever. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I also um, was thinking along the same lines, it doesn't always have to be necessarily like, I don't know, like a special thing, you know, sometimes the most ordinary moments are the ones that, especially when they're repetitive and you can recognize them when they're happening. And like a good Mm -hmm. example is in the car. I really, I really like silence in the car Uh (laughs) or I like to listen to music in the car. I'm just very like in my habit, I get in habits and I get in real routines where this is the way it is. This is the way I like it. Same thing in the kitchen. I want to listen to my podcast. Like that's what mom's doing right now. Right. But sometimes I really have to force myself to say, This is the time when the, like in the car, when I'm usually in the car with one or two kids at a time, this Mm -hmm. is a great opportunity for me to turn the radio down and have a real conversation or in the kitchen. Like this is a real opportunity if someone wanders in for me to turn the pod or pause the podcast and talk. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes have to like force myself out Mm -hmm. of my internal monologue or, you know, whatever it is I'm listening to zoning out to, um, but those sometimes those things happen every single day. They're predictable. Yeah. And so like once it's like a habit, you either build the habit of doing it one way or you build a habit of doing it another way. Mm-hmm. And so that's one other place where I've been trying to kind of consciously shift that because no matter what, every day I'm going to be in the car with at least two or three of my kids at some point or another. And I'm going to be in the kitchen with probably all five of them at some point, mm-hmm. but individually, you know, they mm-hmm. come in and out. And so that's another place where I've tried to just seize the moment that already exists, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch back on really little ones for a second um, yeah. because I just remembered a couple of other things. Um, uh, it's I, you know, I've read several parenting books where this is recommended, and I do believe – I don't want to sound like I'm knocking the parenting experts because I do believe that spending a few minutes of one-on-one time with a two- and three-year-old who has a new sibling, I do think that's a really good strategy. I just don't think we should – hold ourselves to a standard of perfection about it. But one right. thing that I know um, has worked is communicating to the child, even a very young child that, you know, look, I know that right now mommy's pulled in a lot of different directions and we've got a baby and we've got a schedule to keep. So we're going to set aside special time. And I think if it were me, I would not commit to every day because I have some of those kids
1: who would like hold you to it no matter yeah. what. But you <laughs> exactly. don't have like, to say um, Mom, you, said, you said every day for 15 to 25 minutes. Yeah. The so hours of I might, three and seven.
0: I might keep it a little more loosely, but just say it's important to mommy that we get to spend our one-on-one time together. So today we're going to do it. You know, whatever after school, what would you like to do, and kind of make it a special thing for them. But also set the expectation that when it's not special time, that mommy does need to work or be yeah. with the baby or talk to daddy. I, I you know, I think. The, uh, the flip side of this special time is that it's really good for our kids to see us devoting time to our partners and to yeah. other kids in the family and to our work and to our hobbies. So on the one hand, I think it's great for them to know that they get that special time and you could be as structured or as unstructured as you want about it. But letting them know you get to choose. Would you like to, you know play your favorite game or should we, you know, try to go out for ice cream or whatever, like however you want to do it. Um, Letting them know that that's their time and letting them have something to look forward to, I think is, can be a really good strategy. I think if it were me, I'd probably Keep it more vague, just because you don't want to you don't want to disappoint them if it doesn't work that day. You and don't, you want don't... The fact checkers coming out, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, and
1: account, also, the time accountants, no
0: fun. Yes, yeah, and that, that brought me back to what I forgot to say, which is that setting a timer or using a clock um, and having that, even if it's fifteen minutes, um, and I will still do this with my kids, not on any scheduled basis, but if I can tell that one of them really needs it, especially Violet, who tends to be around me the most, but you know she's the littlest, so. Life is busy. And so I might say, OK, I need 20 more minutes of work and then I'm going to spend special time with you. And it's going to be for 20 minutes and we'll look at the clock and use a timer and and do that. So I think all of those things can work depending
1: on your situation and the kid. But. Yeah,
0: no, I totally
1: agree. And I I think that um, we talked about this before and I don't remember what the topic was but I remember very clearly talking about how you can bank so you can sort of like buy yourself time yeah so it's like an investment of 15 minutes of one-on-one like really focused one-on-one time yes. you know really engaging buys you peace and yeah. quiet later you can use it I'm not gonna say a bribing tool yeah you can use it as a reminder like this is coming so I need you know this is what mom needs right now um remember remember what's coming and blah 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 or on the other on the flip side on the other side of it You've just made the kid happy. They feel like they've gotten what they need from you for a while. And they're probably going to be a lot happier now to kind of like toddle off and watch a video or play quietly for a little while than they would be if they'd been like, mom, mom, mom for an hour and you've been putting them off the whole time. So yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, you know, well, I've, there's been days, especially when my kids were toddlers, but even, you know, even Clara sometimes now, there are times when I really intended to wait until, you know, like I'll say, you know, at 630, we'll, we'll sit down and read together. Mm -hmm. And by four, I'm like, you know what? Let me just get this out of the way. Let me (laughs) just, she needs it right now. And there's no point me putting it off because Mm -hmm. if I do, I'm not really going to get to do the dishes in in silence or whatever it is I really want because she's going to be in here every minute. She's got something she wants to say to me. She's got something like, you know, it's whatever is my agenda. I sometimes find myself flipping. And I know that's maybe a little harder for you, Sarah, because you're just a little more... You're a little more well, scheduled. I think you're a little more expectation oriented. Like, yes, this is but I also, I'm also all about efficient use of time. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you here. <laughs> sometimes it's like, you don't see it right away. You don't know that you're backing yourself into that, you know, like no one's winning here situation. Yeah. Uh, but once you figure it out, you can always be like, well, you know, maybe today let's make, let's make it a little special, change things up. Let's go do our, whatever it is now, instead mm-hmm. of waiting until later. I also like doing that because I sometimes find that then. It's like if you just surprise them with them getting their yeah. way every now and then, but like yeah. you don't do it every time, it's like they don't yeah. come to expect it necessarily. Yeah. But it is like that, it makes it even more special. Like, oh my, I, last week, I, I don't remember now even what it was. I had told Claire we were going to go do some little fun shopping thing together. And then she kept wanting to get ice cream and at the same time. And I was like, I don't think we have enough time to do both and da 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 da. And it was like one of those weird little moments of Kismet that the only parking spot, was in front of the ice cream shop and it was raining out. So I parked in that spot and I said, and I made it sound like fate just intervened. I was like, well, Clara, guess what? It's your lucky day. <laughs> uh, this is the only parking spot in town. So now we have to get ice cream. And so we went in and got ice cream. And she was totally not expecting me to cave because I yeah. usually don't. If I say no to something, yes. I don't usually back down. Yeah. But so then, you know, it extended her time by like 20 minutes. And then we still went yeah. and did our, the rest of our stuff. And it made her really happy, but I didn't have to kind of, Admit to the fact that she wore me yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Know?
0: Because you've set that. You've set right. the expectation of consistency. I do the same thing with occasionally surprising them by asking them if they want to play with me. I'll have a pause in my dishes and, you know, home stuff and be like, hey, does anybody want to play a game? And they all and look like at me. what? <laughs> <laughs> <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> um, so same thing, you know. Um, I feel like this is making us sound like moms who never want to spend time with our kids and I hope everybody knows that. No, it's
1: not at group. all. I think it's but, more like when we've when you know, when we've already set the expectation and said, here's what's going to happen. And then the kid's not happy with that, which let's be honest, are they ever? Like right. I've said before on this show, like there's never a point where, especially a child under the age of like, say, six will ever say, you know what, mom, I've had enough of your attention today. That's yeah. all I need. I'm yeah. good. You go no take more. a bubble bath. You go take a bubble bath. You know what? I'm good here. I'll make my own dinner. I and mean, that's not gonna happen. So sometimes you do have to set parameters and you have to tell them what you are capable right. of doing and what you're able to and willing to do. So sometimes, you know, you, you tell them something's gonna be a certain way. Just and I've I'm also one of those moms who I'm fine with having an arbitrary standard. I don't even it doesn't bother me at all if it's arbitrary. Like yeah. I just have to have a standard or a line somewhere. Yeah. And so you just you just draw one just so you have one. And yeah. then you're allowed to move it a little bit if you want. Yeah, totally. um, but I don't ever want to set the precedent that I always move it just because yeah. they whine because then there's no point of having one. So it's like, yep. it's that delicate balance, right? Between not wanting to be a total pushover and yet not wanting to be miserly and grumpy and rigid and sticking and rigid. always yeah. to like the way you said things were going to be. Yep. So that's what those little surprises I think can be. I think sometimes those little surprises are the things kids remember later too. And yeah. it, in their memory, it makes you sound a lot more fun than you really were. <laughs>
0: You know what what it's what it's all about—manipulating their memories so they remember us as more laid back than we really were. Don't
1: you probably have? I bet you have a memory of your mom. I have a few where they just she just did something way out of the ordinary. Yeah, that was unexpected and fun and unusual for whatever whatever however your mom was. It wasn't that right. Yeah, but in a good way. I have those memories too, and I think those novelty sticks with you. And I think sometimes novelty is what, you know, is one of the things that sticks with you the longest it's yeah. your brain. It like, it tells your brain to pay attention. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like every now and then I just like to surprise them, <laughs> just throw them off those their game, scare them and keep them off guard. That's <laughs> awesome. yeah, you know what I mean?
0: I totally know what you mean.
1: Sarah, you and I talk a lot about what a great bonding experience it can be when families explore hobbies together. And that makes me think of our sponsor Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for kids ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes. And they have so many online resources that can help facilitate music education as a family. So if music and culture are a value in your family, I think this is such an easy way to explore that.
0: Yeah, before we started working with Carnegie Hall kids, I knew about Carnegie Hall because of all the famous artists who have performed there over the last, you know, 100 years or so. And now I think it's so great. They're making all that incredible music and history accessible to kids all over the world for free.
1: Yeah, and with summer break around the corner, moms are always looking for some guilt-free screen options to offer their bored kids. I would suggest Carnegie Hall kids' interactive musical explorers around the world map. It teaches kids different musical traditions like Vietnamese folk, cumbia from Colombia, bluegrass and jazz from the U.S., and a lot more.
0: Yeah, that map is really fun. Well, listeners, whether you're looking for music education you can do as a family or for your kids to explore independently, start the musical journey early and go to kids.carnegiehall.org to check out fun, child-friendly games and quizzes. Well, I wanted to talk about a couple other things we've done recently as our kids have gotten older and this has shifted. So we kinda of talked about the little ones who need you all the time and how it is beneficial to set aside some one-on-one time, even if it's ten minutes a day or fifteen minutes here or there. Um, but our older two who are, you know, eight and a half and six and a half, um, last summer, I think I mentioned this on one of our podcasts this summer, but we actually went through the summer calendar and gave each kid a date with one of the parents each weekend. Does that make sense? So there was only one, Mm -hmm. one date per weekend and we sort of cycled through. So by the end of the summer, they'd each had a date with both of us, Um, but they had to wait. I mean, they only got two dates the whole summer. So it it created some good, like delayed gratification. We did make those dates a little bigger, like a little more special. I think, you know, we said they could pick one place to go, not, not to the level of Disneyland or anything, but um, like, there's a local petting zoo or, You know, that type of thing. Um, And we also set rules for the grownups. We said that we're not going to combine it with any errands. So we can't like I can't take you to Target and get things that I need and call it a date. So we made it like, you know, pretty special for them that it was not about our agenda. It was about them and they loved it. And it worked really well because it wasn't what we didn't set ourselves up like with these huge promises. It was just ended up being coffee and a you know trip to the comic book store or whatever it was but it was um they really looked forward to it and they loved it and I thought about continuing it during the school year and then I thought nope we're gonna keep that as like a special summer thing right. so it doesn't it doesn't happen year-round we don't we don't take our kids out on those kind of one-on-one special dates year-round because it's a lot it's money it's time um, Um, And it kept it a little bit more special. So that was something that worked really well with us. I think it worked because of the ages of our kids. They're young enough that they still, you know, want to spend time with us. They're not with their friends all the time, but they're old enough to sort of put something on the calendar and wait and look forward to it. So that that worked really, it worked really, really well. And I probably will do it again this coming summer.
1: I I do love that idea. And we've done a a variation on that um, over the years. Although I I did find that got complicated when multiple kids were in multiple. Like you said, I mean, sometimes you can't do it all the time around, you are know yeah. but um but it is a good thing to kind of get back to um i i really heavily rely on car rides and mm-hmm. with older kids especially there's a lot more opportunities to sit in a car with them than there is to do almost anything else um mm-hmm. and even sometimes sitting across from another like a kid at dinner it's mm-hmm. it's like suddenly there's all this pressure that's not their natural environment you know it's like if you take a kid out on a date um mm-hmm. younger kids i find just are themselves usually and just gab and yes. talk and it's no big deal but like they get in that teenager phase and it's like okay why are you taking me out like yes you know are you about to fire me am i gonna get yelled at like what
0: <laughs> do we have like, to talk do about we have to talk
1: <laughs> exactly like they kind of blow it up and i found that that's not oh it's fun sometimes but it's not always the best way to get that one-on-one time but car rides are great um i'm going to be bringing clara out to visit you Sarah in California. And that was something I totally, that was a whim, right? So I'm yeah. going to be speaking at um, Alt Summit at the end of January. And so I was planning on coming to spend um, a couple of days with you anyway. Yes. And I was just like, oh, well, what if I just brought Clara? And it totally worked out. So that's a nice, now that's a special thing. Like who gets to go yeah. to California with their mom on a yeah. work slash business trip? I mean, or work slash pleasure trip. And it's the kind of opportunity like I certainly never had when I was a kid. But how cool is that? So I'm really looking forward to that. We can like travel together. Just the two of us. We've never done that. Um, And I don't know. I'm really that's the kind of thing. Sometimes you have to think a little outside the box and keep your eyes and ears open for little things.
0: And also, I think sometimes I'm
1: sure this is true for you because you have more experience than me,
0: but sometimes it sneaks up on us what our kids are ready for. So yes. often we often like like traveling with Clara. Obviously, she's seven, almost eight for the first five or six years of her life. Traveling with a little one by yourself would not really be fun for you. Wouldn't I mean, have, you, it would you know, have been a
1: value add. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, you would have had to figure
0: out a lot of like child care. For her. She wouldn't yeah. have had very much fun, but you almost have to be willing to be surprised
1: at the things yeah, that you're. pay attention to be a little spontaneous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um And you forget like Clara seven, but I forget sometimes not on purpose. I just forget that yeah. she's not three and yeah. it's actually more fun to take her places than it is not to a lot of the yeah. time. And it's more fun to take her to the store with me than it is to go alone. And that yes. was the opposite for me for so long that it's like, you have to snap yourself kind of out of that mentality. Say it's a great example with flying. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, like you said, besides all the logistics, like where is she going to be when I'm at the conference and all that? Like, is she spending the night at your house one night without me? I mean, I couldn't have counted on her to be able to handle that. Yes. Much longer, you know, more than like now. Yeah. Um, So it's like, wow, wait, we're gonna actually like, I'm legitimately going to have fun. Yeah, (laughs) this is really gonna be fun. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: I'm thinking of the moms of really little ones. I mean, there is so much to look forward to the, yeah. the ways you can enjoy time with your kids, you know, Yeah. as they get older.
1: And it, and it is personality based, too, because I was just remembering that when Jacob was two, we took a long train ride together to see family and he was the kind of chill kid where I think we hit like a truck on the, on the train tracks or something and it ended up stranded for like six extra hours and it was already an eight-hour Oh my gosh trip. and I was pregnant by the way but oh. we he was just so chill that it was like a really fun trip I don't think any of my other kids at two years old that yeah I could have done that with they either would have been too like rambunctious yeah or they would have gotten upset or uncomfortable like something would have not been okay with all yeah. that and with him it was great so sometimes I think it's not always the age but it can yeah. be the personality as well
0: Yep, yep, and that's that's totally what I was talking about too with Reed and Violet. They couldn't be more different in the types of things they enjoy. Yeah. So like Violet's really easy to run errands and go out and be busy with. Um because the more stimulation the better for her and and other, other of my kids going in and out of the car and having to do this and then go to the next place would totally drive them crazy. So yeah, completely a temperament thing. Um, another thing that's come up for us as like sort of a happy accident is birthday parties. We're in the season. You and I have done episodes about birthday parties, um, but we're in the season of getting invited to a lot. Now Mm -hmm. all three of my kids are in school. They're in the younger ages where they get invited to a lot of parties. Um, but that has sort of become a de facto date because usually siblings are not invited at this and the, ones that i'm talking about and um so one parent is taking the one kid to a birthday party and it ends up being a nice little date and just like we've been talking about i try to be a little intentional about that you know i might let them choose choose the music in the car on the way there or you know just be more mindful of connecting with them even though we're going to a party and they're going to play at the party it's still one-on-one
1: time for us so that's been going to get the gift can be kind of a fun little time to connect Yeah. yeah
0: Yep. And so, and they always look forward to like, oh, I've got a birthday party this weekend. Who's going to take me? You know, it's usually me because I'm the one who knows the other school moms and all that. But um, it has happened where one of them has said, hey, dad hasn't gotten to take me to a birthday party. I want to go with dad. And then we'll do that. You know, it becomes sort of um, just a way to get a little quick date in there. Um, I'm curious too, as the kids have gotten older, like you talked about car time and other ways. um, Have you had to, I'm thinking about, like the ones with phones and all of us who are so addicted to our phones. Has that come up? Have you had to be mindful of your own? Like if I was sitting in a car waiting for a kid to be done with soccer practice or whatever, I'd probably be looking at my phone. I would imagine as kids get older. So have you had to be mindful of that for yourself or ask your kids to like, how do you tell them we're going to connect now, get off your phone?
1: Well, the nice thing is, you know, while I'm driving, um, I can't really be on my phone anyway. And I say that because it's not like, it's so funny. Like my kids are on me too. And I don't ever text them in the car, but sometimes I'll like glance at my phone to look at a map and they're like, mom, mom, what are you doing? Like, okay. Okay. So I don't, usually they don't have theirs out either. If it's a longer car ride, they sometimes want to have their earbuds in and I'll ask, you know, especially if someone's sitting in the front seat with me, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, it's kind of rude when I'm driving and you're completely <laughs> tuned out. Could you talk to me a little bit?" And I don't make it yeah. like a drag, but, "Hey, I wanna pop yeah. those earbuds out? Let's chat." Um, and then I let them, you know, after they've they're, they're still into their music and they have relatively short attention spans. So if it's like a 3-hour drive, we might talk for half an hour and then, you know, they can kind of drift back into their thing for a little while if they want. Um, yeah, I, I guess for me, like the biggies are if we're sitting at a dinner table together, your phone's not mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm talking to you, your phone's not out. Yeah. I try to do the same thing for myself, which sometimes mm-hmm. requires me to, like, leave it in my purse and just forget what yeah. it is and stuff. Um, but in the car, not as big of a deal just because they tend to be little shorter trips and... These days, the kids I'm schlepping around tend to be like Owen, who doesn't yeah. have a phone, and Clara, who yeah. doesn't have a phone. So um, yeah. Will's actually the hardest one. the hard The hardest kid, excuse me, for the phone has been William, and I think it's his age. He Jake and Isaac really have never been super phone addicted. I mm-hmm. think they're a little old for it, or something, or maybe it's just because they had such cruddy phones. Yeah, but we we gave them like the lowest model. Yeah, I'm I'm saying smartphone, but I'm doing serious <laughs> air quotes because these smartphones were not very smart. Like none of the yeah. apps, they only would use like a couple apps. And um, but William is really he's 13 now. And he's really in that age where the kids, they want to document everything for each other. And they want yeah. they want the likes and the share. like they really want that. Yeah. That uh, validation. So, yeah, he's probably the most challenging one so far. Yeah. We'll see, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> We're competing
0: with that I know. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and then yeah, I mean, my none of my kids have their own devices yet. So it to me it's it's all about how much am I how guilty am I of Right tuning out and, you know, all this, all of these ways we're talking about spending dedicated one on one time, I think I'm pretty good about it. But the reason I'm pretty good about it is I know I'm not great at it the rest of the time when I'm multitasking and when, you know,
1: so yeah, yeah, that's kind of the point, though, of putting aside, like setting something aside is so that you can feel a little less guilty the rest of the time. Yeah, (laughs) that's the whole reason I do anything. Yeah. So I don't feel guilty the rest of the time. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, okay, well, I, do you feel like we've kind of touched like on we've covered a lot? Yeah. I'm sure there's more to say. Isn't there always, um, there's always, I guess more if to... we had to wrap it up, I would just say, you know, first of all, the one thing I would say is like, it's, it's okay. If you slide, like if the disconnect is going to happen, mm-hmm. when your kids and you are going to be disconnected at some time and you're not going to feel particularly like you understand them or know what's going on with them or like, they want to spend time with you, or maybe like you want to spend time with them and that's normal, mm-hmm. you know, like it's never too late to get yes. back. Um, you just, don't keep score against yourself. Or like we talked about, like, I think it was a, the reading aloud maybe episode yeah. where we talked about like, okay, so you get in a rut and mm-hmm. you don't do something that you mean that's important to you for a while. Well, it doesn't mean it's not important to you anymore. And it doesn't mean you have to keep track of all the time you didn't do it. And then like, you've got some tally sheet yeah, where now you're behind, you know, yeah. you just jump yeah. back in where you are and, and start up again. And like, it's really over a lifetime that it matters or over a, a month or a year that matters. Yep. It's not like, did you get your 20 minutes in today? Because yeah. we can't live that way, especially in the world the way it is today. Um, Agreed. It's too Agreed. fast and things are too unpredictable. And so, you know, be mindful, but not like, don't put the pressure on yourself because then you're not going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I would add to that, um, back to our moms of really little ones, um, this idea of proactively, you know, really connecting and spending one-on-one time it, the ways that it pays off are not immediately visible. So it's like a yoga practice or a daily gratitude practice or any of these things. If you're looking for your child's behavior to transform overnight, because you played Legos with them for 15 minutes yesterday, (laughs) it's not quite that simple, but if it's something that you can work into your routine, um, Um, that's when I think that you just start to get to know your child better. You see all the ways, like you said, Megan, all the, you see them in that positive light again. Um, and so if it's, and I'm, I'm saying this from the place of someone who never really had like a daily structure around spending one-on-one time with my little kids. But I do think that if it works for you, I think it can pay dividends. They're just not going to be
1: tomorrow. So, you know, you you kind of have to go in knowing that it can be it can pay dividends in your child's behavior later. Like, you know, there'll be delayed and there may also be delays in your, I guess, excitement about it or your desire to do it. Sometimes it's not fun. And, you know, you have to like you were saying, like to stick with it for a while, make it a habit then you begin to see the dividends and then you start to enjoy it. Um, so, and you deserve to enjoy it. So find a way to make that work. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, this is really fun. Do you have any, so you have one-on-one time with Clara coming up. Do you have any other trips or any other things in your schedule right now that puts you one-on-one with any of your kids?
1: No, nothing. I can't think of anything that's like on the schedule, but like in a little while here, I'm going to go jump in the car with Owen. Um, and we're going to take him into his speed and agility class at the YMCA. What is speed and agility? It's just what it sounds like. They just run around <laughs> and they do fast things very in a very agile way. It's it's totally up his alley. It's like the most O&E thing that there could possibly be. So um, he and I will talk on the way there and we'll talk a little bit while we're waiting for the class. And we'll talk on the way back. And, you know, it's that it, it all adds up, right? And so it sometimes does. it comes in 10-minute bursts, but, um, but it, it happens. And I think it's one of those things where as they're getting older, I've become a lot more mindful of, of grabbing those opportunities when they exist. And they do exist. If you just, if you can kind of keep your eyes open for them.
0: Yeah. And I think the place where they exist is like we started, I think our very first tip, the place where they exist is the place where your child is most themselves and happy and relaxed. And if you can join them in that place, and I don't mean a physical place, but you know, if you can join them in that space for a few minutes, that's all that matters. That's all you got to do absolutely cool all right well this was again episode 86 um
1: for i don't think we really brought up any links that need to be in the show notes today which is Isn't unlike that weird? us that is very unlike us certainly um, there must be one out there somewhere you
0: can still head to the show notes it's where we keep everything often i just i think of things later and i throw them in there but we did um,
1: reference our- a couple other episodes
0: so. Yes. So I will link to those episodes and you can find us on social media through links on our webpage too. So all of that is at momhour.com.
1: Thanks for listening to this classic episode of The Mom Hour. And hey, Sarah, while we're on a break from new episodes this month, where can people find other Wayback episodes to listen to?
0: Well, I'm so glad you asked, Megan. I made a playlist of about 25 episodes from our first couple of years that absolutely stand the test of time. It's linked up in the episode description wherever you're listening right now. And if you want to kind of choose your own adventure with our archives, just visit themomhour.com slash archives. There's a complete list right on that page.
1: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you soon.